Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. So what is it that you need to have a peaceful and empowering home birth experience? How do we get this to happen? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to a live broadcasting episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm super excited to be here on Facebook and on Instagram at the same time. So if I'm not looking at you, then it's okay. I'm going to look back at you. Also know that this is super precarious. (laughs) If any of this falls, we are going to have trouble. As you're jumping on, just uh, give me a hello. I'm super excited to see everybody, and I am so excited to dive into what we need for an, an empowering, peaceful birthing experience. If you think you know the answer, why don't you go ahead and write it down in the comments? What do you think it is that we need in order to have a peaceful, empowering home birthing experience? So the way that I want to get started today is talk about my personal experience. I think it's easier to give a an example. And I think that it'll be really nice because maybe you will find yourself in this example, or maybe you haven't given birth yet. And this is just a really good way to possibly uh, scoot on over the uh, the way that I came to this information. And that is my goal for so many of you, whether you're jumping into motherhood for the very first time, or if you're jumping back in for the third, fourth, fifth time, this home birthing experience can be an empowered experience and it can be something that absolutely shifts your motherhood. Um, Natalie, do I feel like this could be implemented in a hospital birth? You can always take this information and move it to whatever experience that you are having. This information that I'm, my perspective is from home birth and I work specifically with home birth mothers, but don't let that fool you. Don't let don't let that be a barrier to this information. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about my first birthing experience, what I learned from that, and how it totally shifted my perspective of what is necessary. All right. So if you don't know my story, I was actually a student midwife when I became pregnant with my first daughter. So I wasn't just like a typical, like, oh, I'm, I'm a client and I'm coming in and I'm learning about, um, pregnancy through being pregnant, I was actually, uh, you know, giving care as well as receiving it. So it was like this two way street, this two sides of the coin that I was experiencing at the exact same time. And I think that that was so incredible. I think it was so amazing to be able to view birth from two lenses at once. That being said, I knew that I was totally prepared for my home birth. Like, totally prepared. I was not concerned. Why? Well, I already knew all the hormones involved. I already knew the stages of labor. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And when I say I knew exactly what was going to happen, I mean that I had the understanding that birth could go any which way and it would still be normal, most likely. You know, there is such a broad spectrum of what a normal birth even is, what a physiological birth could look like. And I was comfortable with that. Wasn't worried that that was going going to throw me off. I also had actually been with so many mothers in labor. I had provided that support. I had been up all night with moms, 
helping them relax every single muscle, starting at the top of their head, which I'm like, oh wow, there's actually a lot of flyaways over here. But <laughs> starting at the top of their head, going all the way down their body, relaxing and releasing. I knew that like the back of my hand, I had seen it work. So I was a believer. I wasn't concerned about that. So, I mean, I'm, per it, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. But no, it's perfect, right? Like, I've got it. I've got what I need to have my empowered home birthing experience. Now, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about is how that actually, that's not, that's not enough. There's, there is a critical piece of the pie missing. If you think you know what it is, once again, go ahead and write that in the comments because I'd love to hear what it is that we're thinking as we go through this. But let's, let's continue back to my birth experience. So I had a super long first birth. That's very normal. I knew that was very normal. I was very comfortable with that. I gave birth to my daughter and there is a picture that um, actually inside of the benchmark assessment that I have for the Home Birth Collective, I like pop up on the presentation and she's laying on my chest. She has just done the breast crawl. I am laying there in absolute bliss. I mean, I cannot express the oxytocin flow. Physiological labor had happened the way that it was supposed to happen. Like I had experienced the fetal ejection reflex. I was overwhelmed with oxytocin. I'm just, and you can see it, like you can just see it in that photo. And it really brings me back to that moment when I see that. But so I had that, I had the hormonal rush that probably lasted for six weeks. And I thought, well, I've done it. I've accomplished what I set out to accomplish. I had the empowered home birth experience. And then I entered into motherhood I got pretty severe postpartum depression, pretty awful postpartum anxiety, and even postpartum rage, which I don't know, that one is like almost embarrassing to talk about. Like the fact that I was feeling rage, like in my body, I remember trying to explain it to my husband. Um, like, you know, it's like, I've got this energy like flowing up and down and I don't even know what to do with all of this energy. And I feel like the only way that I can get it out is if I just like, go throw something at a tree. Like, like, you know, like this physical, just rage. I didn't know what to do with my body. And this is coming from someone who had done all of the stuff, right? Like I had prepared the way that we are taught that we are supposed to prepare, right? I learned how to relax. I relaxed beautifully. I learned the stages of labor. I knew what was happening to my body. I was confident. I was comfortable. What went wrong? Why did I then experience all of these different aspects? I've never heard of postpartum rage, but that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, yeah, it's rough, it's, it's rough. And you wanna know something that's so interesting about this, and we'll be talking about this uh, later on in a couple of days. I've got, I've got a few, don't worry, I got a few more lives planned, but we'll be talking about this, but like that's not, not that it's not common in other places, but it's very common here, like postpartum, mood disorders, all of the postpartum stuff. It's so common here. Not common in every other society, right? So what's the difference, guys? What's the catch? That's what we need to figure out and that's what we need to do something about. Okay, so I had that, I had that postpartum stuff. Didn't know what to do with it. Even though, like I said, I had prepared for this birthing experience. And I entered motherhood so thrilled to be a mother. I was not someone, I know that 
everyone feels differently about this, but I was not someone who was like, oh, like, I don't really want to be a mom. No, that's my goal in life is to be a mom. That's the stuff that I want more than anything. I want connection with my baby. I want connection with my family. Like, this is everything to me. So why is this not, why is this experience, which I'm expecting to be the catalyst into a wonderful, beautiful motherhood journey. Why, what's not meshing up? So that's when I realized like, all right, something's, something's missing. Now, now when I think back to it, what I want to express to you is, yes, I had the good stuff. I had the feelings of empowerment from having the home birth. You know, I had those, uh, I had the hormones, I had all of the preparation, but I didn't have a container to put it in. So let me give try like a basic example. I have my, uh, my coffee mug right here. This is, uh, my lumpy mug placenta mug. It is the joy of my life. I'll take, I have water in it right now, but I have this, I have this mug. I love coffee. Coffee is so good. It tastes delicious. It's one of my favorite things, but if I don't have the right container to put my coffee in, well, it's going to cause a lot of confusion <laughs> and frustration and probably a big mess. Like if I don't have the right container for this coffee, it's going to get all over the place. It's going to spill. It's going to probably be on the floor. It's going to be everywhere. And I'm not going to be able to enjoy my coffee. Whereas if I have this container that is designed for my coffee to hold my coffee in, well, then I get to enjoy my coffee, right? So when I think about my birthing experience, I had the beautiful birth, I had it, I had the coffee, but my container was not prepared correctly. I didn't have the container, I didn't have the vessel that I needed to actually integrate the experience, to actually use what I had to, to propel into motherhood, like the caffeine, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't have it. So, so here is what I want to share with you. And this is what I think is the meat of this and what is so important is that we have head knowledge. We understand that we need head knowledge. That's very basic, right? That's what childbirth education programs are all about, giving us the head knowledge. What I'm trying to tell you today is that we also need something else. We need the heart knowledge. Now, a lot of times when people talk about needing the heart knowledge, they're talking about like, oh, well, you need to just like learn to relax, which I already talked about. No, that's part of the head knowledge. <laughs> like That's all that stuff. What I'm talking about is something different. That's the science and we need the science. We also need these other aspects. And there's three of them that I feel like are forefront that we've got to start working on. So we're going to dive into those right now. Beyond the head knowledge, beyond the science, we need the intuition, the intuition, the wisdom. So we need community, we need ceremony, and we need connection. Okay. Community, ceremony, connection. That is not related to the stages of labor. <laughs> not related at all. You are not going to learn that by just knowing what's going to happen to you during birth. Right. And that's what we're being given in these childbirth education programs, which is great serving a purpose, but not reaching everything. So community, ceremony, and connection. Let's dive down into those. But right now, I would love to hear from you. What has been the most valuable part of this discussion so far? Are there any like lights popping that are like, oh my gosh, like I, 
didn't think about that. If so, go ahead and uh, type those in. I'm also going to look over here on Facebook and see what's going on. Oh, hi, Liz. Okay, so anyway, let's go ahead and dive into community. So one thing that I want to discuss, and I think it's really important for us to think about this, is let's think about where birth has been in the past, right? What was birth? What was birth like before the hospital system came in and just, <laughs> just like really just like threw things off? We had birth happening in our homes. Our mothers were giving birth, well, not our mothers, but generations before, mothers were giving birth in the home. So who was there? The children, the daughters, cousins. <laughs> we were seeing our aunt's births. We were seeing our cousin's births. Birth was something that was integrated into our daily life. It was ordinary and extraordinary, but we had access to it. So when we had questions about what happens with birth, you know, what when we had questions about these things, we went to our community. Yay, that was so integral. Now, where are we? Well, many of our mothers, very unfortunately, got tricked out of their birthrights. You know, they got fed this line of BS that they couldn't do it that they needed somebody to save them from their birth. They needed to go to this other place and have somebody else do this thing for them. They were not capable on their own. And so they they believed that. Like, that was the information that was circulating. Like, it makes sense that that was something that they could have believed. But they then had their experiences. And were those experiences, like, overwhelmingly good? I don't know about you, but I don't hear a lot of positive birth stories from my mom's generation. Like my mom thought she couldn't have me or my brother or my sister vaginally. She thought she had to have a C-section. That's not very empowering. Like we go to the hospital and then oftentimes become disempowered by that experience. So our community now has a very different view of what birth is than what we used to have. And so if we go to our community for these things, we may not be getting those exact same answers that we would have gotten prior, right? Like that community aspect was very different and it was very supportive. Uh, it was very encouraging and exciting. And we don't have that now, except for that, obviously, I'm going to change all that. <laughs> but right now, right in this moment, if we're going to our community, oftentimes, like they don't really, they can't give us what we need for this. Okay, so community. We don't have that. Next one, let's talk about ceremony. What the heck do I even mean when I say ceremony? Let's think back once again to those prior births. What was happening? Birth was a part of everyday life. Birth was something that we acknowledged and not only did we acknowledge it, but we celebrated it. It was amazing. Oh my goodness, you're, you're becoming a mother. Like this is amazing. Let's celebrate you. They had all types of rites of passages, all types of rituals and traditions and it was so exciting. What do we have now? A baby shower. <laughs> like, woo! Like, yeah. Like, do you say like, oh my goodness, thank you for this onesie. I'm so ready for motherhood now that I have this. Like, no, that's not the heart change. That's not the thing that we need to actually propel our spirits into this metamorphosis. Like, that's not like, yay, like caterpillar into butterfly stuff. <laughs> It's great, and I'm so grateful for baby showers, but that's not ceremony compared to what ceremony has been 
traditionally, right? Like, can we, can we agree on that? And these rites of passage, these ceremonies really were designed to prepare the mother and depending on what the, the rite of passage was and what, you know, stage of life, but we're talking here, of course, about motherhood. They were designed to prepare the mother for what's to come next. They were designed to lift the mother up, to elevate this experience to what, what it is. It's, it's huge. It's life-changing, right? We just said it's, it's a metamorphosis. So they, they are, we are missing that. We are missing the heart spirit elevation that we once had. And that's huge. So can we be surprised that we don't know what to do once we become mothers if we really haven't had a lot of preparation and celebration about what's about to happen? How are we supposed to integrate that afterwards, you know? Uh, and then the final one, and this one it covers a number of different things. And I think that this is, I'm really like, they're all so integrated, but this is huge. That's connection. Now, obviously, I've already talked about connection with community. That's so important. We want that connection with community. But what I'm talking about is connection with yourself, <laughs> connection to your intuition, connection to your baby, who is the second part of this, this uh, factor, right? This, this is a second factor in your labor. It's not just you giving birth, like your baby's super involved in that. Connection to your spouse connection to and and that i think is really important because if we don't understand the ceremony if we don't understand the the celebration and the don't have the ability to integrate motherhood how is our our spouse supposed to understand it and connect to it so we really have to understand what it means to us so that we can then explain it to them and have them come in and be involved and support us in the way that we need to be supported. So first, we're going to have to get clear on what it is that we need. And we're going to have to get clear on what does that actually look like? Okay, so we and I see a lot of people are asking about like, so the ceremony is prenatal or postpartum, what are some um, prenatal ceremonies, that is the kind of information that's what we're going to be doing inside of the home birth collective is really capitalizing on that ceremony, there are some great resources that you can look into, just in terms of learning about birth as a rite of passage like um, Dr Rachel Reed's book, which is childbirth as a rite of passage or reclaiming child can't remember the exact words right now if somebody knows the exact wording of her title, you can put it in the comments, but it's an amazing book. But that's what we're doing inside of the Home Birth Collective. So don't worry, I got you covered. Anyway, totally lost my train of thought. What were we saying? I was saying that, okay, integrating your partner. But now let's go back to let's go back to us. Let's start here at the beginning of, of connect, connection with our intuition. What do you think has happened? <laughs> because we were told that we can't do this and that, you know, we need somebody else to do this for us. What's happened to our intuition? And that's what mothers are known for, right? That intuitive feeling, which I personally believe is so Holy Spirit led for me, like my God given intuition. And I like to think about the fact that we have been, we've been in public school, guys, like most of us, I went to a public school, which is so counter to stepping into wisdom. It's like, oh, let's get once again, like, let's get the head knowledge. Let's learn the stuff in our heads. Not like, did you ever have a class where you're like, okay, now sit and settle in and listen to what your intuition is telling you? Like, no, <laughs> we didn't have any of that. And I think that that 
it's really easy to be dragged around when you are unable to connect to your intuition, to your motherly wisdom, to the what I call the primal mother who already knows how to do all this stuff. So we've got to connect to her. So we're going to connect to our intuition, which is uh, which is wisdom, the, the wisdom. And then we need to talk about connecting to the second half of this equation. We have got to talk about connecting to our baby. So think about what you're doing for these 10 months. You are growing an entirely new, entirely different human being, right? Like this is a person that you are growing and you are in relationship with this person once they're on the outside. But why, why do we do that? Why is it that like, oh, like once baby's here, like I really wanna start bonding. No, you've got 10 months. Like you've got 10 months to bond with this soul and connect with this soul and share trust. Like we know that fetal imprinting is a thing. We know that our thoughts, emotions, feelings, hormones go to our babies and really shape what they're expecting once they get to the outside. So why, why would we wait on connection? Why would we not spend this time mindfully connecting with this baby that we are going to be working with in labor? We need to be able to trust our baby and our baby needs to be able to trust us for labor and then also for the postpartum. So when you meet your baby, it's not like, oh, like I'm meeting this new person. It's, it's, I know you, like I have known you and now I get to see you. Do you see the difference in that? So we haven't had that. Whereas we really should, like we really should be connecting, but it can feel so hard. It can feel so overwhelming and it can feel so unnatural because even though it is extremely natural, it's just been like, it's not something we've talked about. It's been something that's kind of, once again, kind of been pulled away from us. So that is another thing that we have got to focus on. We've got to focus on connecting with our baby. And then once again, like I said, excuse me, once we have those connections, it's a lot easier to bring our spouse, to bring our husband in and for him to understand what's going on and for us to be able to share what's going on. And once, when it becomes important for you, like it's so much easier for it to become important to him and for to have him come alongside. So those are the things that I wanted to share with you. And the main thing, like the, the theme of this is that what you've been told and sold to as enough, you know, like learning the stages of labor, like basic childbirth education, what we've been sold as enough is not even touching it, right? Think about all of this intuitive wisdom that we have got to dive into. That is where we need to focus. Yes, the head knowledge, the science, that's good stuff. And we, we really need that, especially because we have been so disconnected. But then we we also have got to focus on the heart knowledge and focus on the, the intuition, the wisdom of it, right? Science, wisdom, we need both of these things. That's what we're focusing on inside of the Home Birth Collective, which is so community-based. Like it's this tiny, intimate community where we're focusing on celebrating this experience, elevating it to what it's supposed to be and what it hasn't been allowed to be <laughs> up until this time. And I say allowed, but like that we didn't even know. I didn't know. You think I knew that this was a possibility with my first birth? Obviously not. Only with my second birth and only because of this podcast, only because of connecting with these women in the podcast or through the podcast, did I realize, oh, I was missing something. 
You know, I was missing something with that first birth because I didn't know that I needed community. I didn't know that I needed all of this connection. I didn't know how to find my intuition and to celebrate it and, and lean into it. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. It's a 12 week program. And so because of that, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, uh, yes, I, I need this. Like I, I didn't even know that this was possible. I had no idea to even think about this. If you're feeling that way, this is definitely going to be um, something. It runs from July 12th to September 30th. So keep your uh, estimated due date, like keep your guest date in mind. But if you are interested in learning more about this, I would love to have you fill out an application. So make sure that you send You can go ahead and send me a message right now that says connect in it. And so that's then I'll know to be able to send you that information. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I was unable to back to the coffee cup, was unable to process that event. I was unable to process my first birth experience and utilize all the tools that I had been given because I didn't have the right container. And so what I think is so important is for us to just like uh, Jenny from the lumpy mug is to take the time to skillfully craft the container that we need that can hold this experience, the container that we need so that we can integrate it into our motherhood and so that we can go into motherhood feeling like the empowered, confident, capable mothers that we are, that we were designed to be. You know, you were designed to be your baby's mother. You were designed to do that with confidence and we can reclaim that. We can connect back into that and we can go into this feeling extremely empowered. Let's see, let me make sure I didn't forget anything. Yeah, okay, come back in on Thursday. There's gonna be another discussion and that is going to be on, let's see. Okay, yeah, it's the three things that you didn't know that you needed for your birth experience. In the meantime, would you please take a second to take a screenshot of this right now? In just a second, I'll give you a really good pose. But take a screenshot and share this. Once I uh, post the live video, I'd love for you to share it with those who are interested in home birth. Just share it on your feed. I'd be so grateful. Here, let me do a little smile. Take a screenshot. Yay. Don't do one where I'm looking goofy. Okay, beautiful. All right, so make sure that you send me that message, connect. And I am so looking forward to getting your application and oh, starting the Home Birth Collective. It is going to be revolutionary. If you are part of the revolution, if you're ready to be part of the motherhood revolution, go ahead and send me that message that says connect. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you've got any questions, add them into the comments and we will go through those together. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.